Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Around the Cauldron. My name is Megan, and I'm here to shed light on Wicca from a modern perspective. This podcast is produced every Monday, sometimes educational, sometimes philosophical, and always honest. Always honest. (laughs) So grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me around the cauldron. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for episode 17. Last week we talked about being a bad witch and how that's not such a bad thing. This week I want to talk about the importance of critical thinking in Wicca, witchcraft, and paganism. Now, before we hop into it, let me just take a second to say hello to any new listeners out there. Hi, I am glad you're here. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I enjoy making it. Don't forget that you can leave a review wherever you listen to help others find this podcast. And besides the podcast, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Round the Cauldron, on Twitter at Round the Cauldron without the D, and at my website, roundthecauldron.com, where you can find show notes and links for each episode. I also have a shop where you can get a tarot reading or one of my fancy and mystical crochet items. And lastly, you can help support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron, where you'll get exclusive patron-only perks. So announcements, don't forget about my giveaway. Um, For those of you that haven't heard, I'm giving away my rainbow chakra meditation shawl. Click the link in the show notes to go to the giveaway page and enter to win. Um, I am running it through Rafflecopter, so you'll either have to connect it to your Facebook or you'll have to create a free account through Rafflecopter. Um, it's just easier to do and keep track of that way with everything that I have going on. Um, it's running from now, I guess, (laughs) until June 29th. And some entries have the option to do it once a day. Now the giveaway is open internationally, so don't worry if you're not in the United States. And yeah. Check it out and good luck. So onto the topic for today. If you're new to Wicca or anything in the New Age movement at all, really, it might not occur to you that critical thinking is something that is really important when it comes to doing your research or learning about any topic or anything like that. I know that when I first started learning Wicca, I was very naive and under the impression that if it was published in a book about a serious topic like religion, faith, or spirituality, it had to be true. I mean, I was 13 years old, 12 years old, and I thought that those things had to either be true or tested or proofread or fact-checked or something like that. But now that I've gotten older and learned how to use my critical thinking skills, I know that isn't true. 
And since I do come from a sort of academic perspective in most of my reading, before I really hit the spiritual aspect of it, I want to know that the information I'm getting is accurate to the best of the author's knowledge. So now what this means is that if I see something written in a book that is presented as fact, I'm going to expect either a literary source or the author's own firsthand experiences to follow that fact. So let's say someone came up to me and told me that the President of the United States passed an executive order to make it illegal to be a working woman and that it would go into effect at the beginning of next month. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google it, first of all. Then I'm going to go to any reputable news sources. Then I'm going to go to the website for the American government. And when something is said like that, that could possibly impact my life, I'm going to want to go straight to the source. My daughter is in here playing, so if you hear her in the background, it's okay. I'm stealing her room, and she can, she can have it to play. Do you want to say hi? No, you don't want to say hi? Okay, that's fine. Do you want to make a comment about the importance of using your brain when it comes to answering questions or presented with information that you don't know the answer to? No, you don't? I promise I'm not on video. See? I'm just recording my voice in the microphone. You can talk to the people that listen to me talk. You don't have to. You can say hi. You're going to be shy now? Yeah? Okay, that's fine. Um, so the same could be said for, um, yeah. Anyways, I thought she would want to say something, but she doesn't. That's okay. <laughs> now she's just giggling. Are you sure you don't want to say something? You're sure? You do or you don't? Uh-uh, what? You don't want to? Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, so you're going to want to go straight to the source. The same could be said for learning the history of Wicca, witchcraft, paganism, mythology, basically anything. Um, I'll use an example that I have from a book that I own. Uh, and it was written by Janet Farrar. I think I'm saying that last name right. I probably am not. Um, Janet Farrar and Gavin Bone, and it's called The Inner Mysteries. And I actually really recommend this book, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. Um, they write in a section titled Making the Witch, Training Within Witchcraft, about their thoughts on certain ways of teaching topics within Wicca and different belief systems. Now, one subject that they talk about is the use of Jungian, Jungian psychology, within Wicca and magic. And they're quoted as saying the following about Jungian psychology and witchcraft. They say, you might ask what psychology has to do with witchcraft, 
as modern science seems to be at odds with the idea of magic. But this is not the case from a polytheistic point of view. Jung's teachings are far from out of place. Jung developed and elaborated upon the teachings of his mentor, Sigmund Freud, by examining archetypes. He even published a treatise he even published a treatise on the god Odin while examining what was happening in religious and occult practices. His teachings remain standard reading for anyone involved in magical practice and are highly relevant when it comes to understanding the processes involved in the mysteries. Now, when they say that his teachings remain standard reading for anyone involved in magical practice, what they're talking about is their own sort of training program for anyone that is going to be initiated into their coven or their tradition that is specifically their tradition um but one of the reasons i love this book is because janet and gavin have a source for everything so when they wrote that jung actually examined archetypes and wrote a treatise which I had to Google what this meant. Um, it's a piece of formal writing or something written from an academic standpoint um, regarding Odin. There's, there's a citation after it. You know, they cite their source. If I wanted to look this up, I would just simply look for Jung's book titled Carl Gustav Jung, The Collected Works which was published in 1959. And I know this because the authors have cited their sources. It makes my academic heart happy. You want to say hi now? Okay, say hi. Hi. You might have to be a little louder. Can you say hi, everyone? Hi, everyone. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to say? No. Okay. Can I, can I continue? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, sometimes it can be harder to spot misinformation, especially if that one particular author isn't the only person that is doing it. Um, and you can find this a lot with Wiccans and witches who get all up in arms about the so-called burning times, which, yes, they did happen. The Salem... The Salem witch trials, like, they are a thing that happened in Massachusetts here in the United States in the 1600s. However, it is highly, highly unlikely that anyone that was hanged during this time was an actual witch. There have been a lot of academic studies done regarding the Salem witch trials, and from what I've read so far, they have found that most most of the people that were hanged were more than likely good, decent Christian people who just stepped on the wrong person's toes or got on the wrong side of a certain politician or whatever. Um, and yes, I will have sources in the show notes. Uh, besides critical thinking, you've also, you know, you got to use your common sense. Common sense sometimes seems to not be so common anymore. I don't know, maybe that's just the cynical part of me. But I read a spell once that was posted online that was supposed to change your eye color. Now, it wasn't just glamour magic, but they said this spell was going to physically change the color of your eyes. For one, 
It's physically impossible. Your eye color is governed by your genetics, not magic. One way you can change your eye color is through colored contact lenses. Then again, that's not an actual physical change. Anyway, that's, that's not the part that I remember about the spell. The part that I remember was that it preyed on the gullibility and the naivety of new witches and wanted them to choose a candle that was the color that they wanted their eyes to be. They had to light the candle and then pour the candle wax into their eyeball. Yeah. Um, I can't find the actual spell anymore, probably because it's been taken down because it's a crappy one and not a safe one. I mean, this was years ago. Um, posted on a website called spellsandmagic.com, which could be a little self-explanatory. I did a little bit of digging in that website a little bit ago, and it's still as not a good resource as it used to be. Not a good resource as it used to be. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, it's just full of a bunch of wrap basically and the spells that on that are on there could be used as inspiration especially if you have a hard time coming up with rhyming words or figuring out how to start the spell or how to end the spell um, but that's a whole nother topic now but if you're doing glamour magic changing your eye color is completely possible just Please don't put candle wax in your eyes, okay? Like, that's just ridiculous. And it seems like sometimes when we're doing our research or interacting with people in our communities, you know, be it Wicca, Pagan, what have you, um, we might run into some people who try to sell us on some topic that doesn't seem to make sense. They might have all these testimonials and reviews and sometimes even guarantee perfect results in three days or less. You can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. And this goes along with the spell example I just used. If someone offers to write you a perfect ritual that guarantees you will win the lottery on the next draw with 100% certainty, but they want you to pay them for the spell, that's not someone I would trust at all. If you encounter anyone like that in your communities, run away and never look back, you know, and don't be shy about telling your friends and anybody else in the community that that person is a shady person with shady practices and they're trying to guarantee you results when that just doesn't work that way. Um, just be sure that you have a legitimate reason for calling them out to everyone you know, you can't just call them out because you don't like them or because they believe something differently than you do. Um, that's just rude. And if you do that, you're going to be the one that is up next on the chopping block. Somebody is going to call you out for being crappy. Um, anyone, anyone that says that they promise you the exact results you want from a certain spell ritual or item are full of crap and you need to run. No one, absolutely no one can guarantee results with anything 
in this aspect of life, in this faith. It doesn't work like that. Magic doesn't work like that. Spells don't work like that. It doesn't work all the time. And for someone to guarantee results 100% of the time, they're just preying on people's fears, on their gullibility, on their naivety, on their innocence, on their willingness to believe. You know, they are toxic people. And we shouldn't tolerate that kind of behavior in our communities at all. And, I mean, hell, even doctors and surgeons cannot guarantee results with a medication or a surgical procedure or some sort of therapy. You know why? Because there are so many variables that have to be taken into consideration. There's so much going on at one point in time that one minor change, one minor flaw, one minor mistake, one minor alteration can change the entire course of whatever it is that was going on. So don't let anyone tell you that it's going to work 100% of the time. Ever. Now going along with the theme of critical thinking and common sense, just because it's published in a book or someone is charging for the information doesn't make the information any better than someone else's. Now I can sit here and tell you that in the United States, HIPAA, which is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, protects a patient's right to privacy and confidentiality when it comes to their medical information. You can also find that information in a lot of books and online classes that can cost a lot of money. Now, I am a reputable source for this information. I can provide sources for my facts as well as my diploma that shows that I know what I'm talking about. Now, circling this back around and bringing it around to Wicca and paganism and spirituality and whatever else, if someone is claiming to know something and they give you the so-called facts about something, but they don't give you any information to back up that fact or that claim or back up their, their claim to knowledge, question them. If you can't question them because you read it in a book, question yourself. Ask yourself why that would be good information, where you could find more information and more resources about the topic, and if there is anyone in your area, virtual or in real life, that could help you. You shouldn't be taking somebody's word for it just because they said so. That's not how it works. And if you're having a conversation with someone face-to-face -face, and they're telling you that, you know, that the earth is flat, <laughs> say somebody tells you that the earth is flat and they say, oh, well, I have this information here. I have this resource and this says it's flat, so it must be true. And there's no reputable information to back that up. Are you going to take that as face value? Are you going to take that at face value? Or are you going to tell the person that, no, they're full of crap and they're wrong because of X, Y, and Z with all of the reputable sources from NASA and science and all of the other stuff that proves that the Earth is not flat? I don't know why we're still having this discussion in 2019, but, you know, 
people don't like to believe in science, I guess. And that goes for, that goes for Wicca too. That goes for paganism. If you're having a conversation with someone and they tell you that, I don't know, what's some common misconception? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Um, say they tell you that you're wrong and salt is not good for protection or salt is not a representation of the element of earth and they have no information to back up their statement. Don't take it at face value. Now, even, even I could be wrong in that aspect because for me, salt is a representation of the element of earth. For someone else, it could be a representation of the element of air. You know, it's, it's going to vary based on each person's individual beliefs. And you can't really ascribe, you can't really put a value on it for every single person in a religion like Wicca where there's so many traditions and so many paths that you can take. Bottom line, you know, just because you're studying a spiritual subject or religious faith for the purpose of either academics or conversion doesn't mean your critical thinking skills and common sense should fly out the window. You should think for yourself, develop your own educated opinions, find your own resources based on education, and figure out what you truly believe. You should also be willing to reach out to elders or those that are more knowledgeable on the topic, but don't expect everybody to teach you just because you ask them to. A lot of this information can be found in books, but also a lot of the information is contradictory from one author to the next. So this is why you gotta, you gotta think for yourself. You gotta use your head. And if you don't know how, or you're not sure, email me. I'll help you. We'll find the answer together. And if I can't find the answer, I will try to point you in the direction of somebody who can. Or a resource that you can use that might help you find the answer. Until next time, everyone. Bye! I just wanted to say thanks again for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. It really means a lot to me that so many of you listen, and as long as you get something out of the things I have to say, I'm happy. Don't forget that you can email me, direct message me, message me, whatever. Um, reach out to me at roundthecauldron at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. I don't bite, and I will always be here to listen and help if I can. Please consider supporting this podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month, where you will get patron-only exclusives, which include early access to episodes before they go live. Follow the show on social media and at roundthecauldron.com, where you will find educational articles, show notes, links, and more.